in the past, I would say the winners were the people that could design the best drugs. I would say in the future, post-logical world or you know whatever, post-logical launch world, the people who can best define disease and measure disease, the efficacy, that's where the winners are going to be defined. The pharmaceutical industry is one of the largest in the world, generating trillions internationally each year. And yet, one of this industry's most distinct features remains its high failure rate. The chances of success for a compound entering phase one trials has held steady at slightly under 10% for decades. In a traditional drug discovery framework, it can be difficult for drug developers to foresee challenges eventually encountered in preclinical and clinical trials. But what if we had the data and modeling technology to predict the journey of a candidate earlier in the process? Could we finally increase our success rate and get better molecules to patients faster? I'm Gina Mullane, and in this episode of Vital Science, I sat down with Julie Frearson, Chief Scientific Officer at Charles River, and Guido Lanza, VP of Integrated Research at Vallo Health, about the organization's partnership, their groundbreaking Logica platform, and how the combination of Vallo's AI capabilities and Charles River's data generating power have inspired a reimagining of the drug discovery process. Welcome to Vital Science, Julie and Guido. We're honored to have you. Tell us about yourself and your roles at Charles River and Vallo. Hi, Gina. So uh, my name is Julie Frearson. I'm the Chief Scientific Officer of Charles River. Uh, My background is in small molecule drug discovery, and I'm also uh, intimately connected with the strategic partnerships um, of which one uh, is Vallo Health. And, and I'm Guido Lanza. I head up uh, integrated research at Valo Health. And what that um, means for us is really working on uh, this closed loop sort of AI centric drug discovery platform and both internally facing as we apply to our, our internal therapeutic programs at Valo and then externally facing uh, in, this, uh, in, this, in this logic of collaboration. Valo Health's use of AI-powered computation paired with Charles River's drug discovery and development capabilities is expected to transform the preclinical drug discovery process. Julie, how did this partnership come about? Thanks, Gina. Uh, Well, the partnership came about through several different paths. Um, The first one, Charles River has a very, very deep relationship with a venture fund uh, community. Um, And the initial conversation was actually kicked off with David Berry, who is a flagship partner and also happens to be the CEO of Valo Health. And during that conversation, it became really clear that there was some uh, real alignment in strategy between Valo Health and Charles River in that we were both interested in providing the broader ecosystem Uh, with an industry best-in-class platform that would allow both effective and really efficient discovery of small molecules. Um, Valo Health had the AI-powered computation. They also distinguished themselves in the depth and breadth of that compute platform. 
They also had aspirations to democratize that platform for the broader industry. And that really spoke to our desire to do the same. Of course, we had the appropriate services, the data generating power and the market channels. So together, um, we actually made a really interesting pairing. And then last but not least, um, both parties were open to entering into a very novel collaboration model, one that I don't think has really been seen in the industry to date. Um, and so the Vallow Health Charles River Partnership was born. Guido, how will this partnership transform the preclinical drug discovery process? Thanks, Jeanette. So I think as, as Julie was saying, right, when we... Uh, and entered this partnership. I mean, this was on the heels of, for me, spending, you know, decades plural working on thinking about how AI and just data in general could could change, could fundamentally change the way we, uh, you know, we run drug discovery. And as we were uh, sort of thinking through this in the early days, a lot of it was. Um, you know, we would have a CRO partner to take what take what the computer had done and you know put it into into the real world, uh, and it was very much arm's length. So in a sense, we had I would say DHL in the in the uh, innermost loop, which clearly slows you down, but frankly, it changes the applicability. It means you're gonna you're gonna work on projects that the traditional process didn't deliver on, versus really rethinking what the process itself would be if you were able to offer this as a, as a fully integrated uh, solution. The potential impact here, it goes beyond, well, I can get somewhere faster, cheaper, because now I have computers somewhere doing a virtual experiment where a real one would have been. It really inserts the concept of, of I would say, intentionality in the different parts of the process. So, you know, we do an experiment, not, uh, not necessarily just to uh, advance wherever the drug discovery project is today. We might do an experiment to improve the ability to make predictions about you know, about the phenomenon. So there's an, there's an intentionality where when you think about the traditional steps of drug discovery, early on, you have this idea of screening to look for starting points, lead design to improve those starting, and then lead optimization to get to your drug. In my conversation with Guido, he explained how the partnership enables drug developers to infuse more data earlier. So they're not just screening out compounds that are unlikely to be successful, but also learning about how molecules may behave in their development path. Under this framework, the goal of early data generation is to develop an active learning loop to build predictive models for that compound and compound series. This allows drug developers to make more informed decisions about which molecules to pursue and ultimately optimize for the clinic. In fact, the Logica platform has a 90% success rate in producing an advanceable lead series. It sounds like this partnership has the capacity to really transform the drug discovery process. Julie, how do you think it will benefit drug developers and ultimately patients? Well, um, I think it's true to say these days that VC-backed biotech companies are actually responsible for uh, drug discovery and development of more approved drugs per year than actually large pharma these days. So there's been a flip in our industry. And the industry really relies upon the productivity and the innovation 
um, from these biotech companies, of which there are, are many thousands. Um, so a best-in-class compute-enabled drug discovery platform that is available to the all of the industry um, with palatable business terms, uh, i.e. really accessible, um, I think provides an opportunity for these small companies to really sort of efficiently develop and test their hypotheses. And as Guido was saying, get the best molecules to patients faster. So we really are thinking about this from, uh, uh, you know, accessibility of the whole ecosystem surrounding us. Um, furthermore, um, you know, it's increasingly clear that more and more drug targets are being identified from human clinical data insights. And I think this is really the majority of where large pharma is looking for uh, new target and disease um, associations these days. And, and I think a platform like Log Logica offers the opportunity to really develop molecules against a battery of novel targets, which we can then test in disease models and ultimately in patients to evaluate um, how useful they're going to be in a disease setting. And so one of the, the beauties of all of this is that all of the activities that I just described can happen under the Logica platform. And I think we're really empowering the biotechnology industry to deliver um, better looking uh, drugs um, in a more acceptable time frame, And that's got to benefit uh, the patients at the end of the day. It does seem like AI is popping up everywhere more and more. And I'm curious, how is this integrated AI approach different from others that we may have been hearing about? I, I think it's a it's a level it's a level of integration that essentially enables a scale that is otherwise inaccessible. So what we're what we're talking about here, if, if we think about most of the of the platforms that have begun to make a real impact out there in discovery, they're they're kind of working within the traditional silos. Uh, so, you know, I might have something that lets me do some structure-based design better. Or I might have something that very late on lets me um, uh, lets me compare two images of, of, of cells. And, and those are examples where, where I think folks have been quite successful. The scale and, and the level of, of integration here allows us to really take a step back and think about what, what can I do to uh, change the odds of success at any given point. So in a sense, the, the kind of analogy that I like to, to maybe over-rely on, right, is sort of, is maybe like a gambling analogy, where essentially when we sit down at the table or when we pick up a lottery scratch-off ticket, we know what the odds downstream are going to be. We know more because we've built models of what will happen downstream and what would traditionally have been other silos of success and failure, of the advanceability of those compounds. So it's not just about succeeding at getting a hit or at, you know, at measuring a certain a certain biology or at finding a target. It's about the entirety of the process. It's about thinking, in a sense, simulating what will happen downstream, not to the molecule itself in in a in a in solution, but to the program itself. What what are what are the journeys? What are the things that are going to potentially derail us? And how can we make sure that we uh, give ourselves the best chances of success versus, you know, I think sitting down. In, in a, with an un, you know with, with at a table where the uh, the deck is not stacked, um, and so that's really that's to me the biggest piece. Now, in order to do that, 
you need a level of integration that allows you to start building those models from you know from data that is generated later traditionally in the process what i mean is i need really good models of of safety and i want to use those models very early not just at the end when i'm picking you know compound a candidate a versus candidate b i want them earlier when i'm picking which which lead series am i going to go off and patent if i can simulate the the likely causes of success and failure then in this integrated way and do that partnered with a data generation platform that is is second to none now i can continue to improve those models and when they get ready i can move them earlier and earlier in the process and that's something you know, really I, I would argue nobody else can do it's also the key to changing the economics and the expected cost time success rate etc that everybody talks about um that that is necessary when we start to say parkinson's is 80 diseases not one therefore i have 80 drug projects not one therefore i need a process that frankly has a different type of expected success um, in order to go after them, right? So it, it all it all links together to what to, I, I would say to what Julie was just uh, was just talking about uh, a minute ago. The example that Guido shared highlights that diseases, which are often thought of in the outside world as a single disease, may in fact be many diseases. This is why scale is critical to the Logica framework. By pairing Velo's AI capabilities and Charles River's data generation capabilities, drug developers can gain more insights, faster. Logica can scan a broader universe of actionable chemistry, which includes billions of virtual molecules. Furthermore, Logica gives drug developers access to hundreds of in vitro and in vivo models and thousands of computational predictive models. Let's hear more from Julie on Logica's unique platform. So I think this is sort of a, a natural extension of what Guido and I were just referring to. So uh, we believe that there is no other platform available to the wide industry um, that is a match for Logica, uh, the way it's constructed and its component parts. And I think the aspirations that we have for the platform are also pretty unique. I'd say that most AI platforms are either buried inside large pharma or they're in technology companies. And frankly, you, you really do have to give up a pretty significant share of, of, of your downstream value as a drug developer to access those platforms. Um, so there's a big, I think, accessibility problem in the industry. Um, I think there's also, no other current example of a large data generator like Charles River and a compute innovator platform player like Valo Health coming together in this way. So I think a lot of the uniqueness comes from the combination of the power of bringing these two organizations together. But we, we, we talk a lot about AI and sometimes we forget about the human talent part of this equation. So I think this uh, platform it also brings together the key human talent required to deliver success. So between Valo Health and Charles River, we have hundreds, literally hundreds of years of combined drug discovery expertise. Uh, that expertise is critical in leveraging the predictive models that Guido was mentioning, but also critical in guiding programs to success. So but the idea is is that it's there's sort of a, um, a so a so what which when moment right which is 
from the customer perspective, the fact we have, sure, the ability to model very complex biological signals or assays, what, what does that really turn into? It means from a, if we think about the learn phase, it means we can leverage every experimental data generation capability that one might want to use in order to learn about, about the problem. And then at a, at a very, very large scale, once we've built these, these sort of virtual models, we're able to look at, at vast spaces of chemistry, you know, orders and orders of magnitude greater than what people would typically look at for solutions likely to solve the ultimate discovery problem. So that's what I mean when I mentioned earlier the intentionality of the data generation that, that we can insert into the data generation means we don't, we don't necessarily need to try everything because we need as many starting points as possible. We need to try, we need to run experiments so that we know we will perform you know, really well in, in the following phase so that our models we know will allow us to go through an optimization phase efficiently so that we know we have interesting chemical matter you know, ready to patent. So what we're really doing here is taking those models and then instead of say maybe measuring a few examples of a compound and seeing which one's the most advanceable or how they how they perform in some tier one admi panel or something like that, what we can really do is look at millions of analogs of all of the series that we might want to that we might want to push against all of the most relevant models that we know are going to make the drug the drug, and in a sense we can say you know for the comp you know for the the, the series that are predicted to be the most potent against the biology that I care about, these are the ones that are likely to meet the least resistance as we push forward. These are the ones where there isn't a, you know, a one-to-one correlation between the efficacy and the toxicity or, or between the efficacy and, and brain penetration or whatever the key, the key attributes are going to be. As Guido mentioned to me, the goal is to really identify lead series with the highest probability of progression. In traditional drug development, this answer is not so easily found, or at least not so easily found in one place. The beauty of Logica is that it combines virtual chemistries with DNA-encoded library and HDS approaches in the discovery of advanceable leads. It's an integrated approach that breaks down the silos typically found between data-generating scientists and in silico scientists, so they are virtually working side by side. So, Julie, how does all of this happening behind the scenes translate to better drugs entering the market? Yeah, so, I mean, Guido's already, you know, uh, clarified the fact that, you know, small molecule drug discovery is all about uh, trying to optimize multiple parameters at once. It's, it's It's one of the reasons it's so incredibly challenging to do small molecule discovery. You've got a relatively small organic molecule with not that many features, frankly, and you have, you know, 12, 15 different parameters that you have to get right. As soon as you tweak one, often the others go off. And so uh, that important concept that Guido mentioned about the opportunity very early on in the program to evaluate great expanses of chemistry design space is really the beginning of why you're going to end up with a better drug because optionality in your chemistry is critical. Um, Often when you're doing the early stages of a a small molecule drug discovery program and you have your first sets of um, interesting chemical matter, you don't ask yourself, 
what's good about these. You ask yourself what's bad about them, and then you try and address that. We're going to be doing that on a much more systematic, uh, systems-wide approach. And ultimately, what that will result in is logic is going to give us um, significant insight on those molecules that are going to make it all of the way early on. Um, so this gives us the best window in and getting safe molecules for clinical testing in a um, relatively um, accelerated timeline. Um, so we're definitely going to be getting targets and concepts tested in patients uh, much sooner than we otherwise would, I think, uh, if we're not deploying a platform like Logica. Um, we expect those molecules that are getting into safety studies to be inherently freer of liabilities and to have a, a smoother progress through that safety phase. Um, we shouldn't forget also that by taking this approach, not only are you getting uh, better looking molecules to the clinic, um, hopefully quicker, you're also um, uh, recognizing early on if uh, the investment in a program or a target is going to yield no results, right? So it has a I think and in and in there are plenty of reasons to suggest that molecules out of the Logica program will perform better um, from a safety perspective. Um, obviously, it's the target biology that defines ultimately whether they're going to be efficacious against the disease. But it also has the opportunity to help us spend less time on failing programs, because I think the broad perspective that we're able to take in terms of chemical space will identify those programs that are simply not going to ever work from a small molecule perspective. So we'll spend less time on failing programs, which I, of course, is better for the industry as a whole. I imagine that a lot of listeners will be interested in this more integrated system-wide approach versus outsourcing specific discovery tasks. Can you tell us more about the solutions available to drug developers? Yeah. So again, in, in this sort of end-to-end, -end, but in a sense, very simplified kind of interaction uh, that we're envisioning uh, between uh, you know Logica and the customer, there's really two points where we focus on uh, these clear value program, value inflection points, right? Uh, I would say point A is I have a lead series that is novel and that I can push that uh, that looks advanceable, drug-like, et cetera, that will allow me to test the biological hypothesis that I set out to test, right? That's So in a sense, Logica AL, which is the first product uh, in, in the chain, um, delivers that chemical matter. The second piece, though, is that it, it also delivers the, the models that are of sufficient quality to sort of drive you through optimization in a much more efficient way. And that takes us to sort of the, the, the second piece here, which is the, the Logica C product, where we're now taking those lead series and optimizing them to deliver a candidate. There's a, a, a clear sort of quality advantage, I think, that we've touched on in terms of you know, how much we've simulated the, the series, how, how pre-qualified they are based on their advanceability, uh, which, is, which, uh, you know, which, which plays here. But clearly, if, if I can simulate the things that will go wrong, there's a significant sort of time and uh, time advantage uh, that, that we're talking to also. So the idea, of course, is yes, you know, 
we can get to these value inflections that are kind of the, the standard, you know, I have a lead series that's worth X, I have a, a candidate, but we can get there significantly faster with significantly higher probability. And, and frankly, maybe something um, that uh, that is the sort of implicit so what moment is this simplification of the relationship, right, that we're looking for this uh, between the, the, the CRO and the, you know, and the customer, where really what we're talking about here is a simplified pricing structure. It is not based on effort. It is based on sharing in the, in, in some portion of the success that we've added to, in, in terms of the portfolio value that we've added to the customer's portfolio. This transformation of the relationship between CRO and the client is not unlike the shift from volume-based care to value-based care in the healthcare industry. If a doctor helps generate better patient outcomes, they are rewarded for the value delivered versus just the services rendered. Similarly, the Logica approach aligns all parties toward a single outcome, producing an advanceable lead series as efficiently and effectively as possible. Guido, if you'll indulge me, I'd like to revisit your gambling metaphor. Small molecule drug discovery is inherently a riskier game than large molecule. So how does Logica increase the odds of success in small molecule discovery? Yeah, so I think maybe the the, the model uh, that I would think about here is, again, there is an expected investment that you make when you're entering the journey, uh, sort of the, the, the customer journey, right? Going into a small molecule discovery. And it is it is very different than what you enter when you go into, let's say, a, a large molecule discovery program, right? Where the error, the timelines, the error bars, and the success rates are are much more defined. Uh, and you know, you know what you need to raise when in order to achieve certain uh, or what you need to invest when in order to achieve certain goals. I would say that what we're trying to do is to make the small molecule experience mirror that you know, much more closely. And frankly, the, the advantage over the large molecule experience is the, is, is the success-based nature of, uh, of, what, we're, of uh, what we're doing with, with, with the pricing around Logica AL and Logica C. So, uh, so in a sense, the, the, you know, when I enter, when I start a small molecule discovery program, I just I know a lot more about what I will need to invest when, and frankly, it will be a much smaller fraction of uh, of the value I've already added to my portfolio uh, than what typically happens, uh, let's say in in a uh, in a large molecule setting. Well, I think I would concur with Guido that the the business model that we've wrapped around Logica certainly provides um, any future partner with the confidence and understanding about what investments they're gonna to have to make uh, to end up with a successful program. I would say there's also something to be said about the fact that this process is based upon a family of predictive models, some of which will be custom to the program, some of which will be generic to small molecule drug discovery but having that suite of predictive models available to the program throughout its life, I think certainly adds to the level of assuredness and certainty that, that a, a future Logica partner will have as they experience the platform. So I, th I, think, I think there are sort of two elements to that. And what about the future? 
What do you see in store for this area of AI-powered drug discovery? How will Logica transform the drug discovery process in your mind, Julie? Yeah, so I think there's a quality element to this. I mean, we've spoken with Guido and I have spoken to the fact that we feel that we will be um, interrogating a lot more chemistry space much, much earlier in the process than you would through traditional uh, models. And we've also talked about the anticipated time savings of uh, executing on a platform like Logica. I also think Logica will genuinely change the balance between predictive science and wet science to enable a drug discovery program. More prediction in the mix, uh, much more focused make and test cycles. This will all add up to faster paced programs. Now, the decision making layered in on top still has to be exquisite, of course. Um, But I think if you bring all of those things together, and I'm confident that the Valo Health and the Charles River team have all of the attributes uh, needed to pull all of these things together and create faster paced programs for our partners. Um, I think what we'll see on the ground um, will be a true partnership between computational and lab based scientists. Um, Decisions about next steps on programs will be an amalgam of the human experience and expertise and insight um, from medicinal chemists who've been practicing their art for 20 plus years, layered on top of the machine's recommendations as to which of the um, identified molecules that we think have the best chance of success. So we're going to see that working day in, day out. Um, And so I think overall, we believe uh, we've assembled the right AI tools together with the right human experience and experimental science. And this will uh, create an improved path for small molecule drug discovery, which, as I said at the beginning, um, will be available to all comers. And I think, you know, we can't overemphasize the importance of sharing this with as much of the industry as we we can possibly manage. And Guido, from your perspective, how does the Logica technology pave the way for future innovation? Yeah, I, I think in a sense, a, a lot of what um, what we're doing with Logica is setting up the framework for how a data and you know AI centric, but still you know heavily empirical and and uh, lab partnered. Um, process will work. And then if we think about a lot of the areas of advancement in AI right now, right, things like uh, AlphaFold or what some people are doing with some next generation Dell technologies or with coming up with better targets through better you know, translation and interpretation of the multi-omic data and working backwards, et cetera. It all still comes down to the ability to solve the multi-objective problem that is small molecule drug design. So if I can use some amazing advanced AI-based, structure-based design to come up with uh, compounds, at the end, I still need to be able to simulate their safety and their PK and their advanceability and on all those things. So in a sense, what, what, what we're, we're solving is, is, is a problem that, it, that gives you that, the infrastructure, frankly, off of which to hang a lot of these advancements. Um, you know, if, if I'm looking at some image-based phenotypic comparison of compound A versus compound B and which one is is having the effect that I want it to have. Again, that is a 
piece of the puzzle. And so a lot of the things that are the breakthroughs that are happening now in those more siloed area, I would argue, have the need of, of something like Logica to help, trans, to help translate those insights and really monetize those insights in the form of developing assets that turn out to be portfolio assets that at the end the FDA can look at that we can uh, that we can advance that our partners can derive value from. That's probably the biggest impact we make is is there's a there's a when you change the economics of small molecule drug discovery, what else does it do? And there are you know yes, better defined disease diseases. We're changing the economics of going after certain specific targets, but also I think we're changing a lot of the, the framework for the way we apply AI here. And the way I look at it is Logica is about small molecule design. Um, there's really no reason why we won't be doing a Logica for um, a protein and antibody therapeutics of the future, right? The engineering space there is arguably much more complex than small molecules. But, and really the only way we're going to do that in a purposeful uh, and in, an intentioned way will be through AI and machine learning. I would also say that um, cell therapies are also a, a huge a future application space. And I could imagine a logica for cell therapy in the, in the future where we're using AI and machine learning to identify the best cells for cell therapy applications. And you can imagine that will involve comparing deep, deep profiles of different cell types um, to be able to predict which ones will be manufactured, which will, which will have best manufacturability and which ones will be most efficacious and safe in the clinic. So I think Logica is really just the beginning of our journey in how um, AI-powered drug discovery um, will apply itself across all modalities. Well, thank you both for this really exciting and informative conversation. I'm really inspired to see where this takes us and the journey of drug discovery. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Gina. Th thank you very much. Guido Lanza is the VP of Integrated Research at Vallo Health, and Julie Frierson is the Chief Scientific Officer at Charles River. Looking ahead to our next episode of Vital Science, in September, we'll sit down with Valerie Estes from Project ALS to discuss how several organizations came together to develop a novel antisense therapy to fight an ultra-rare and aggressive form of ALS. If you'd like to help support Vital Science, you can rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. Do you have a suggestion, idea, or a great story to tell? Share it with us at vitalscience at crl.com. Also, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Sounds of Science, focusing on innovation and trends in the life science industry. Thanks for listening to this episode of Vital Science. I'm Gina Mullane.